Hey, 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 this is Ty, the family made mom, coming to you this morning talking about urgent parent support needed. Listen, I have uh, been in the schools and I am. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling what teachers are feeling. I'm feeling what um, students are feeling. And I think that, I really think that it is time to really address what is going on with our children. We talked about what is a parent, what is a mom. We talked about our children and what our children need. But at some point, um, it's so important to address the fact that our children are really being left in some ways, in some fashions, just to groom and shape themselves. And it's sad. It's so sad. And I don't think that, in so many ways, I don't think that parents even understand what exactly their children are going through and what we see they're going through. Like there's a big gap, a big difference in what we see versus what they know. Um, and, um, and I'm just speaking as an educator. When we go into these schools and we're seeing the, um, the urgency of teachers, we're seeing the urgency that they have needing parents to really talk to their kids. And I heard a parent, um, in all fairness, I heard a parent say that, you know, a lot of parents are working double time. A lot of parents are, you know, trying to make ends meet. They picked up other jobs just because of the current situation with the pandemic and things of that nature. This is not a uh, come down on parents day. It's not. It's actually just addressing parents that know that they can do better. And maybe in your own defense, maybe you really honestly don't understand what it is to do better but you would like some help. You would love the opportunity and chance to do better, but maybe you were never taught. Maybe you didn't understand how to apply certain things. And to be honest, in parent coaching sessions, that's what I hear a lot of. I have all of these ideas as a parent, but I don't know how to apply them to my children in my home. I hear them say a lot, like, you know, you talk about the building blocks of relationships with children, and I don't even know how to start that building process. And these are legitimate things. You know, these are legitimate concerns. Parents are legitimately concerned about how in the world am I supposed to, you know, come to this child and issue these types of disciplines when they don't even respect me enough because they don't have a relationship with me. There's a total breakdown in communication because somewhere along the line, maybe I didn't know how to do this or I didn't think it was necessary at the time, but now I see that it was always necessary. There are so many different variables when it comes to parenting and the state and stage that we are at. In the last episode I did, I know a lot of people thought that uh, teeny tiny toddlers was just for teeny tiny toddlers. Um, but it was really about building a strong foundation, a solid foundation. When you build a solid foundation, it is a strong foundation. And in that, I began to talk about how as parents, even when our children are young,
sometimes we spend so much time coddling them that we don't urge them to understand the basic principles of life, which equal the basic means of survival. See, a lot of times we think that allowing our kids this freedom and that freedom is actually doing them some great justice. And really, in all honesty, a lot of those freedoms that you're allowing the child is ultimately going to lead to them having some sort of discipline problem. The freedom of their mouth. You know, they can say whatever they want, however they want at home. And guess what's going to happen? Eventually, they're going to take that out. Because they have no boundaries. Despite what people might think, children are looking for boundaries. They're looking for discipline. And they're looking for us as parents to set that in order. That's something that I learned. When I took the time to uh, apply an extra level of discipline, <laughs> or I like to call it an extra level of strictness in my home, my children understood two things. They understood that I cared and they understood that I was not going to allow them to cross boundaries that could ultimately lead to their demise. And when I say their demise, I mean in some way, shape or form, losing a freedom, losing a privilege that they had because they don't have control over their mouth. They don't have control over their actions. They lack those types of things. So if we see that our children are lacking in those areas, we as parents, it's our job and our duty to go in and say, okay, what are some ways that I can add an extra layer? And when I say add an extra, extra layer, that means, you know, you're applying this thin layer, but guess what? I keep applying those layers as needed. If only a thin layer is needed, cool. Add that thin layer and we're done. But if more layers are at, are needed, then I have to add those. We go in schools and we talk to them about character. We talk to them about having morals and integrity and having boundaries and setting goals. And one thing that I'm realizing is that while they may have uh, some things together, one of the things that I'm seeing a lot of children lack control over is that area of technology. The area of understanding their self. When we talk about loving themselves, do you know that when we ask them, hey, how many of you love yourself or think it's easy to love yourself? No hands maybe two or three hands. Then we ask another question like, what is one of the main re main things that makes it hard to love yourself? People's opinions, the pressures applied to them, whether it be in their home or whether it be through, you know, um, their peers, things of that nature. Opinions is another thing. The group yesterday that I was speaking with, I said, Hey, how many of you feel like you absolutely know yourself and are confident in who you are? Nobody raised their hand. And I, I thought it was very sad because all of these kids and nobody knows who they are, or they don't even love themselves. 
If I can't love myself or if I don't love myself, it's going to make it hard for me to have proper relationships with other people because guess what? I'm going to treat them like I treat myself. Or because I have no direction in regards how to, on, how to love myself, I'm not going to be able to properly love others. I don't really understand what that is. The first person I should be taught how to love is myself. You know, we form a bond with our parents when we come out of the womb or our guardian, whoever is taking care of us. We form that bond when we're, uh, you know, introduced to life. Yet there's another stage that comes when we are rearing our children. It is teaching them to love and appreciate themselves. Not always telling them everything that they do wrong, but encouraging them in the things that they do right. Encouraging them when you start seeing that their personality is blooming and blossoming. Begin to display those characteristics to them. Oh wow, you are one who is extremely focused. You are very determined. I love that about you. I'm seeing how you are. You are opening up to them and you are sharing with them their characteristics so they begin to understand the person that they are. A lot of times we spend so much time trying to rear them in who, into who we want them to be without understanding who they actually are. That is so important. Understanding who your child is and remembering your child is not you. Your child is not your child's father. Your child is an individual person. Who they are may be a, a, a combination of a few people within your family lineup. But please do not negate the fact that they are their own individual person and they don't need to be compared to Uncle Bobby, Gene, Jay, Joe, none of them. They don't need to be compared to anyone. They simply need to be taught how to understand who they are and how to love the person that they are. True story. so important for us to be able to show each child that we have if you have only have one awesome you got one task you know at helping that one child understand who they are in doing so parents you'll come to find that while you're teaching your child how to identify who they are you'll begin to identify who you are and you'll be able to model that example of loving yourself, identifying you and who you are, loving yourself and showing your child how to love their self as well. Always remembering that your children are not, not just there just to be little cute items that you call your own. They're actually there to help you grow as well. Yep, they help us grow as parents. A lot of people will tell me like, you know, after my child was gone, you know, a lot of the ways that I had when I was younger, I went right back to those ways. Why? Because you didn't have anyone challenging you to continue to grow in that way. So a lot of mothers and fathers go right back to how they were pre-parenting. You know, you see them like, you know, they retire and they're like, hey, I don't have any more responsibilities, especially if you no longer have children in college or whatnot. Y'all remember that term, whatnot? Ha! 
So if you don't have that extra responsibility there, then of course, you know, it allows you certain freedoms that you didn't have before, especially financial freedoms. When you feel free in your pocket, you feel free all over. Like, yes, I can do this. I can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But just remember that while they are growing, you are growing too. And as hard it is as it is for you to grow now as adults, it's that much harder sometimes for them to grow as children because they have added pressures coming from us as parents. I need you to do, I need you to be. And sometimes we don't remind them that it's okay to make some mistakes. Just understand the consequences. Sometimes helping a child to understand the consequences of some of their actions will actually help them to not make certain mistakes because they understand those consequences like hey you know if you choose to do this here are the consequences of that action I'm not going to say that I'll be pleased with that action at all but I will remind you that you will have to deal with said consequences and sometimes said consequences may not be just the minimum there may be added consequences depending on the type of action that you plan on doing. So always remembering that your children are in a growth process. In that growth process, they need direction. Without that direction, they're liable to go in several different ways and all of those ways are not gonna be the cutest ways and they won't always be the worst ways. But parents, please remember how much support your child actually needs. Parental guidance is so needed. It's so needed. Now more than ever, we are hearing schools crying out, hey, parents, please help. Before we go in schools, we get notes and emails. Hey, before you go into this school, please be advised that we have been having this, 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 and this issue. And it so saddens my heart because I'm like, wow, what is going on with the parents? A lot of parents aren't even reading the emails that are being sent out from school, so they don't have a clue as to what's going on unless they're scrolling on Facebook or Instagram and seeing some note that some other parent left or if they're in some kind of a group. And it's sad because, in all honesty, for me, the most important emails that I receive outside of those from, you know, my spouse are the ones that I receive from the schools because I want to know how my child is doing. And for me, if I get that call, if I get that note, if I get that email about my child, I want to do everything in my power to see to it that that situation is resolved in the best way possible. I want to love on my child and let them know, hey, I'm not coming down on you. I'm not judging you. I'm not bashing you. I'm simply loving you. And love comes in the form of correction. I don't have to beat my child, but I can definitely, definitely share with them hey listen this is something that happened do you, I don't need you to think about how the other person feels how all people involved feel right now 
And when you help them to understand how everyone involved feels, guess what? Now they have a sense and sensitivity to others. Now they're aware, okay, this is how everybody felt in there. So I can take my selfishness off the table and start addressing how I think other people might think. I can become a critical thinker. Before I do this action, this, that, and the other. I can become a problem solver. If somebody did something that I don't like versus me just sputtering off at the mouth or using my hands, or initiating some sort of tactic where all my friends do something and I get to stay back so I don't get in trouble so I can protect myself. Versus doing that, let me become a problem solver. Let me learn how to do things the mature way, thinking of all parties involved. There's so much guidance needed, but to be real honest, it starts at home. If I understand that how I act is gonna affect me a few ways. Number one, it's going to shame me and my family. It's gonna bring some shame on the family name. Now that's something that when we were growing up, we didn't wanna bring any shame on the family name. We didn't. We didn't wanna bring any shame on the family name because we had good parents and we understood that. Our parents loved us and they didn't deserve to be involved in our foolishness. Now, did we always abide by that? I would love to say no, because I was a semi-hellion. Which is why I understand it so much. A lot of the times, because my parents worked out of, time, out of town, they didn't know everything that we were doing. And that's where I'll take a pause. And I'll say that kids will be kids. You can do everything right and still come out with a negative outcome. But can I tell you that my consequences line me right back up into submission? Because that's what happened. Those consequences, I was like, yikes and spikes. I don't want to do that again because said parent will rain down some consequences whether I was grounded and you know that her no phone no internet you know we didn't have all those elaborate cell phones back then you know it was just a house phone with the cord on it maybe you had a cordless no phones no company no going outside no driving around in your automobile even though you had the keys to it you simply just respected authority. And that's where I'm getting. A lot of the children, because it's not coming down at home, they don't have that respect for authority. They don't have any self-control over their lips. They're just saying anything. A lot of them know how to conduct themselves, but they're dealing with so much mentally. Emotionally, they are two seconds away from a breakdown. Half of these parents see their children wearing sweaters all year long and they never think to even check an arm to see that their child is cutting themselves. Oh yeah, my daughter just, you know, oh, she must have low iron or something. I need to get it checked. How long are you going to keep saying she might have low iron and not checking? She said she's cold all the time. He says he's cold all the time. Who 
was Shaggy. The truth of the matter is that we need so much support right now. If you think the pandemic did a lot to you, what do you think it did to your children? Parents, our children need support. And guess what? I'm not just talking about your teenagers. I'm talking about your middle schoolers. I am talking about your elementary students. I'll give you some fun facts that maybe we don't think of. By the age of five, most children have seen something visually. They visually been uh, exposed to something having to do with sex, if not pornography. And a lot of people are taken aback. Oh, well, between the ages of three to six, children become curious about their body parts. So a lot of parents are just handing their uh, cellular devices off to their kids. And not all parents are checking their cellular devices to see, hey, did I turn this off or did I turn that off? And guess what? Maybe you have a page or something, another that is showing all of these interesting body parts or things that you've been watching and seeing. And now your child is watching and seeing the things that you are looking at. So now whenever they get your phone, they've already remembered where they can go to look at that. So now they've become a partaker in viewing, watching some sort of pornography or gross sexual images that they should not be watching. Fourth graders are top known for sexting. Fourth graders. I want to let that sink in. Seventh graders are the highest ranking age group for oral sex. Parents, it's the music that they're listening to. Parents, it's the images that they're seeing that nobody is watching to make sure that they're not seen anymore. It's the technological babysitters that we've set before them with no limits and no boundaries. And now because we don't know how to interact with our children, we are just allowing them to do whatever, however, and it is not okay. Yes, you can say, say that, you can comfortably say that if my child wants to do something, they're going to do it anyway. Let me tell you this. When my child understands that uh, they have somebody who cares about them, they are less likely to do that. The more I pour my love onto them, they are less likely to go looking for love or experiencing or discovering about those curiosities or exploring their curiosities rather. They're less likely to go about doing that. They are more likely to succeed in whatever area they are good at or whatever area is poured into them. They will have proper love relationships when love is poured into them because guess what they will not be looking for love in all of the wrong places cliche yes true absolutely
a lot of us were exposed to some things that we should not in any way, shape or form have been exposed to because we were looking for things in the wrong places. We thought we could find this or that in this or that place. And guess what? We learned the hard way that I couldn't find that there. Oh, I'm not going to get that right there. So guess what happened? Everything went sideways. It's the same with our children. With the, the, with the statistics that I just gave you, sharing with you that most children don't even know who they are. Most children don't even, and I'm talking about teenagers. By the time they're even teenagers, they don't even understand who they are. They don't even love the person that they are. By the age of five, most children have already saw, have visually seen something having to do with sex or pornography. Fourth graders are the highest ranking for sexting. Seventh graders, highest age group for oral sex. Those are some statistics that ought to make you grab your child a little bit closer and find out what it is that they're doing. I'm passionate about this subject because I'm passionate about children. I'm passionate about being a parent. Does that mean I'm the world's best parent? Uh, Mayday, no. It means that I'm still learning. Every day I'm learning. Those statistics, I just learned those within the last four months. Minus the one about the five-year-olds. I've been knowing that. And about the children not uh, knowing themselves and loving themselves. These statistics are heartbreaking. 240,000 teen moms every year. That's 240,000 too many. 84% of teen fathers will leave their pregnant teen girlfriend. 84%. Like when I hear those kind of statistics, it breaks my heart. What is going on that the family unit is breaking down at the level and at the speed, at the rate that it is today? What can we as parents do? Are we caught up in our own selfishness? I heard a parent say a lot of times the parents need just as much mental help as the child does. And because so many uh, mental health specialists are overloaded, they're overbooked. They have wait lists for people. Some people aren't even getting the help that they need. It breaks my heart. Moms support moms. Grab a child in. And I don't mean taking somebody's child. I'm sure by now you know I am the family made mom. I do not believe in that. But what I do mean is that it's time to help. If your friend has a child and you know that she's overworked and overloaded, what can you do to help? And I'm not saying in a way that would overwork or overload you, but I'm saying, what can you do to help? How can you be of assistance? Because right now, assistance is needed. Assistance is needed academically. Assistance is needed mentally, physically. We need some athletic mentors. I remember coaches were some of the best mentors. 
Nowadays, all you get is coaches cussing and fussing at folk. But they take in little time to actually mentor, to actually help somebody grow. Now it's all about being the best of the best of the best of the best. But being the best starts with having the best character, the best integrity, because that's what's going to get you the best work ethic. That's a basic principle all across the line. When I have good character, when I have good integrity, guess what I'm more likely to do? I'm more likely to succeed in any area that I apply myself to. I encourage you today, parents, guardians, mentors, teachers, love on these children. I'm telling you, it's so needed. Parents, I'm telling you, add an extra layer. That extra layer that you add is vital to your child's health, overall health, their mental, emotional, spiritual, physical health. All of the above is so important. Parental support is needed. It's urgently needed. I could tell you some more statistics that would probably blow your mind. I would love to have parent support groups where we talk about some of these things and what parents could be doing so that they could understand what their children are going through. You know, a lot of times we talk to uh, kids about dating abuse and human trafficking and things like that. And um, you see it now more than ever. Do you know that 80% of parents asked didn't even think dating abuse was a problem? 60% don't 60% of people who are involved in dating abuse from pre-adolescent to adolescent don't even report it. But 81% of teenagers thought dating abuse was a large problem. Why do you think that is? Because they're being abused by these teenagers. And I'm not just talking about females being abused by males. I'm talking about males being abused by females. Females abusing females. Males abusing males. In these dating instances, Relationships are broken because they've experienced broken relationships. Hurt people do hurt people. Parents, take the time to get to know your children. Please, it is so important. And I mean really hear them. I mean like just put a invisible muzzle over your mouth and just listen to them speak. Hear their heart. Listen to the music that they're listening to and the undertones in the music. Can you hear it? Now listen, even though you may apply every measure possible, guess what? Your child still might not allow you into their inner circle. They still might shut you out. But guess what? They will never forget. They'll never forget the fact that you care. You might even feel like it's too late. I haven't been here for so long. I've been avoiding them for so long. I don't even think that my child will listen to me. And eh. Wrong answer. Try again. Every effort is good effort. 
especially when they keep seeing it. They keep hearing it. Keep experiencing it. Love is so powerful. Love is like a blanket. It covers you up. It makes you all warm and gooey inside like you're sitting in front of a fireplace. Love is so powerful. It's like your favorite quilt, your favorite blankie. When you're wrapped in it, you understand when it's true love. You know the difference. And when a parent pours real love into on their child, oh, they're going to know. Trust me, they'll know. They'll know the feel of it. They'll know the warmth of it. They'll know the sincerity of it. They'll understand that there's sympathy and empathy there. They'll understand it. Just keep doing it. Don't stop. I had my children sometimes look at me like I was, you know, umta boomtu. Some stranger when I ask them certain things that they really don't want to expose. But because I apply pressure in the form of love, I'm usually able to get through. And guess what? For the most part, if I don't get through immediately, when I go back and apply a little bit more pressure, and when I'm talking about pressure, I'm talking about love. When I put a little bit more love on that wounded spot, I'm usually able to get them to open up so that they can get the healing that they need. So that that emotional, mental wound doesn't stay an open wound and get infected. Your love is so powerful. I'm telling you, love is as strong as death. It's an antibiotic. And you know I'm silly, I'm goofy, so I love to laugh. So I try to put a little love in there, not be so super serious. Put a little love in there, put a little laughter in there. Put a little smile, put a little hug. I do a lot because I want the most for my children. And I understand that if I show them love and keep showing them love, they will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that they are loved. They will have no doubt. If I keep telling them how awesome they are, eventually they'll understand that they're awesome. They will look for people to tell them that they're awesome. Because they'll know. And I find ways to do things. I research ways to do things because there's some moms out there who have some ideas that I've never heard of. So I research. Ooh, this mom did this. Ooh, this mom seemed like she had a parent that's kind of like, I mean, a child kind of like mine. So uh, let me try to do what she did. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So sometimes I'll have to peel back that layer and put a new layer on. Because that one didn't work. It wasn't, it wasn't something that was modeled for my child. But either way, I keep on. I keep on trying those layers. Because I want the best. And then when it's all said and done, I want my child to be able to look back and say, my mom did everything possible. Everything possible possible to be the best parent she could for me everything I'll tell you something I was uh, listening to 
Ted Bundy's uh, last interview. If you don't know who Ted Bundy is, you can look him up. In his last interview, he said, my parents did everything right. I mean, everything. They were beautiful, loving parents. There's not one complaint that I have about my parents. And even though he was terrible, he had zero to say about his parents. He had zero to say about the love that they gave. He said they the love that they gave was awesome. It was securing. They had a beautiful home. Beautiful family dynamic. It was the outside forces that they didn't know about and that were not discussed. Couldn't talk about it. It was not something that they could openly discuss. Those outside things that had crept in that he couldn't tell about. Parents, make sure that you are willing to have uncomfortable conversations with your children. We hear so much from children that say, listen, I can't even talk to my parents about anything. They get so upset or they accuse me of doing this or that when I tell them that I have questions about this or that. Parents, listen to your children. I don't care if you have a hellion, listen to them. You are their first line of defense. And not only that, you are their first teacher. Never forget the balance of that. That's a healthy balance right there. I have to know when to listen, when to shut my mouth and just hear what you're saying. Because your demeanor of not being approachable, not being able to talk to you about anything is keeping you shut out of your child's life. Is it worth it? Shut your mouth, put your phone down, turn off the TV, get off social media, cancel a meeting, take a day off and talk to your kids. Your children are screaming. And because some of us are so self-occupied, we can't hear. Or because some of us are in such this cloud that little Bobby and Mary are just doing so fine. We can't even see the truth. It's so far away from us. Parents, it is time to be the support system that our children need. You heard my passion, you heard my heart, you heard my statistics. If this is you, I invite you to do everything that you can in every way that you can to be the support system that your children need. If you can say, listen, I know a parent who really needs this. I encourage you to like, share, subscribe. I really do. Sharing is caring, caring is sharing. I sincerely believe that it's time for us as parents to step up. I always include myself because I am a parent and I have not arrived. If you listen to my podcast, you hear my downfalls, you hear my mess ups. I'm no better than you. Like I said, I research. I research a whole lot because I am not a perfect parent. But I understand that there are some things that moms have done that are amazing, that have helped, helped their children and their children are thriving and succeeding. And I wanna see my children thriving and succeeding. 
I want to be a tool for God to use to be able to help them. If you are a parent and you're like, listen, I have a lot of ideas, but I really don't know how to apply them. I have children, but I don't know how to converse with them. That's a sore spot for me. I have children, but I don't know how to have those uncomfortable conversations. How do I even start it? I would love to help you. I encourage you to go to thefamilymademom.com and click on coaching and consulting and they, let's figure out how we can be of a help. I do parent coaching, family coaching, teen coaching all the time. And I get a lot of information that helps me to be a better parent and helps me to be a better coach all the same. I would love to help. And in the event that I can't be a help, I definitely will find you some help. Because I really believe in moms supporting moms, parents supporting parents. Because when we fail as parents, the real people that we are failing is our children. And remember that our children will later be our grandchildren's parents. How do you want your children to parent your grandbabies? Think about it. Just think about it. As always, this is Ty, the Family Made Mom. Again, please like, share, subscribe. Be blessed. Hey, after hearing that podcast today, maybe you would like to go a little bit further. Maybe you as a parent, you're struggling and you're saying, hey, as a mom, I really want to do this better, but I don't always have the exact ways to do so. I need some more tips. I need some more strategies and I may need to go a little bit deeper. I want to help you as a parent and family coach. That's what I do. I help parents, teens and families. Find a strategy and the best way to execute it. Now, I'm not a co I'm not a uh, counselor or a therapist, but I am a coach, and I want to help you along the way. Go to nbecoaching.com and check out the services that we have available to you. All right, check it out today.